Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison, and here... It's Dave Cripp. Ahoy, hoy. Good. Um, what's going on? What's new? What's happening? Tired, aren't I? Tired. I'm tired. But You're always that, tired. I am always tired. Aren't I'd I? say, on average, I edit out. I'd say, I'd say one yawn per week, sometimes two. Yeah, I am a yawner, aren't I? I yawn even when I'm not tired, frankly. That's the problem with my yawns. They're supposed to indicate some sort of tiredness, but... Oh, oh there's one brewing. It's because you said the word yawn. Oh, God. I can't edit that one out, though, can you? Because it's integral to the podcast. Absolutely. Part of the plot. Yawnfest 22, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Yawnfest. Probably not a good thing to describe... A podcast is a yawn fest, is it? Do you know what? Frankly, if we keep all of our listeners even having described it as yawn fest, I'll be absolutely thrilled. Okay, fair. You know, it's it's up to it's up to you listening to decide whether it's a yawn fest or not. Not up to me. You can't. The yawner can't be the yawn knee. Didn't make any sense, did it? And suddenly, um, I've got the desire to uh, to yawn. <laughs> a request, Pete. Would you like one? Yeah, go on. It comes from Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Brooke says, "Hi, OMG, I love your pod." I'm writing to request season five, episode 15, the one with the girl who hits Joey. My favourite storyline is Ross refusing to pay for the handyman's going away gift because he just moved into the building. It's a really good Ross and Phoebe episode. It also includes Chandler freaking out over his commitment issues with Monica early on, which I think is the funniest era of their relationship. And the episode is perfectly in the middle of the whole series. And... It has an appearance from the late, great Willie Garson. Anyway, I hope you'll see this. Thanks. Thanks, Brooke. We did see it. We, see, we like saw it. a year ago, but still. And we read it. Uh, was it a year ago, yeah? Yeah, it was actually October. Um, last year. Uh, frankly, as they come round, not terrible, eh? Yeah, well, I suppose. Um, but I... Not only is this like in the middle of the season, as Brooke says... But it kind of feels like it starts in the middle of a scene, doesn't it? Yeah, where does it start again, remind me? With Ross spotting Chandler uh, and Monica. Oh, yes, it's a continuation from the previous one, isn't it? Yes. We are thrown right in. Um, shall I do a synopsis or not? Are we, are we done with that? Brooke, I mean, Brooke, Brooke, Brooke largely did it, didn't she? 
fine. Yeah, I just want to check if it's a Peter Boners episode or not. That's all, you know? All right, just, got, just got to keep our Boners archive uh, oh, God. going, don't we? Uh, this one is not a Boner. It's an Adam Chase. I know, written by Adam Chase. Directed by Kevin S. Bright. There you go. Oh, okay. 467665. Yes, it does start. It, it, it picks up from the end of the preview episode. Ross spots Monica and Chandler from across the... Why? Why? When you know your brother's over the road. Don't have sex in the window. Don't have sex in the window. Bum, 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 I wouldn't no. I, I wouldn't generally say, unless you particularly enjoy being an exhibitionist, but even then you're forcing other people to see you have sex if they look out their window. Um, I would say just don't have sex in the window anyway. They seem to have a lot of sex in front of that window, just in general, in Friends, don't they? I don't. There are a couple of metres from Monica's bed there. Just go in the bed. Yeah, just and it's more comfortable, frankly. What you, what if they even got furniture wise? Like, and also, they must be doing a lot of standing foreplay to be able to uh, be visible. Yes, you know, you're right. Like <laughs> once, yeah. once you hit the deck, as it were, that's not going to be very visible from the from the window across and and below, is it? Uh, hit the deck could be a euphemism for all sorts of things in this context. What are you going for? You mean? On the floor. Yeah, lying down, right. as is Fine. traditional. Fine. As is traditional, Peter. Missionary, yeah. lights off. <laughs> missionary and nothing else, thank you. <laughs> nothing else, thank you very much. Lying perfectly horizontal. But do you know what I mean? They must be doing a lot of sort of standing up bits and bobs. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, which, uh, In which case, Ross must have seen some horrendous things through the window. I think he um, has. Yeah, some well. great David Swimmering, though. Like the treatment, and as well... The the sort of reactions to David Swimmer in full great David Swimmer mode, like the treatment of Ross as if he's a live bomb by the other four of them is really good too. Yes, yes, exactly. And and they don't know how to deal with him, do they? They're all sort of second guessing and going, Oh God, oh God, what do we do? How do we and and he man and they they all manage to turn him round, don't they? Bit by bit. Um but um yeah, it's uh it's a real it's a real sort of feeling out the system, isn't it? They're just really trying not to yeah, like you say explode the bomb I guess are we doing Chandler first here I think we are are we yeah, Chandler think, and Monica and the sort of relationship happened, isn't it? Yeah. I find I find Charles uh, Char- who the fuck is Charles I find um, <laughs> I find Charles I find Chandler's sort of neurosis uh, like quite sort of tiring with this like the sort of emotional immaturity is and, and that's why I quite like it when eventually Monica does the right thing by just telling Chandler to figure it out himself. Like, mm. I, I feel like that's what he needed to hear. And obviously his attempt to figure it out himself ends up in a panicked proposal. But thankfully, even then, Monica sort of knocks it on the head and is like, come on now, let's calm this down a bit. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So if we if we spool right back to the start of this sort of whole process... They they are all talking a lot about marriage and grandkids and the future, aren't they? Like he Chandler seems to be getting a bit of flack at the start for not being able to joke about these things, but they're not that jokey a lot of them, are they? They are very like they're talking about, oh, I couldn't think of something to get for the wedding and all this sort of stuff, you know, presence wise. And it's nice that they're all sort of wanting their friends to be happy and 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 are sort of projecting a long term relationship, but to be fair, Notorious Commitment Foe Chandler is sort of thrown in with a lot of this. You've been dating for a few weeks, you're basically getting married now. Yeah, but, so, you know when he goes back and says, oh, he, he, like, in front of Monica, he he refers to her as the girl that I'm seeing and tries yes. to sort of dial it all down. 
he's the one who just a few moments ago was qualifying his relationship with Monica to Roche by saying that he's in love with her. Yeah, I mean, frankly, having given Chandler a bit of flack for not being ready for this, the way he deals with it is absolutely excruciating, really, isn't it? Like, like you say, he's in love with this woman. They are together. He's made the first big step probably in his entire life, relationship-wise. And why does he not think he can just act normally and talk to her about that? Why does he have to do that with the girl I'm casually seeing? You know, it's proper like, isn't it? It does enable some great stuff though. Like I love when he does his um, incredibly unromantic proposal. Um, The look of horror at Chandler proposing is very funny. Rachel literally with her head in her hand saying she, she, she can't not look at the ring. Uh, the two guys being like, Oh God, no, he screwed this up. And then even Chandler becoming self aware of how dreadful it is by saying, please be my wife, uh, towards the end is really good too. So it's even though Chandler's initial kind of immaturity is a little tiring. Uh, it does lead to some great stuff. For sure. And even with the sort of immature, tiring bits at the start, there's some great lines. I really love Chandler when he's talking to Rachel, doing the, I am right, I am right, am I right? That line. And there's a couple of other ones when, he, ones when he's talking to Monica, where he's like, I know the thoughts you have in the head, in your head. <laughs> like he's really sort of uh, stumbling around trying to compose himself, isn't he? And getting all flustered. And there's a lot of great sort of Matthew Perry moments in it. But yeah, I mean, that proposal is a ridiculous way to resolve anything, frankly, isn't it? Um, but frankly, this whole bit is fairly awkward to watch, isn't it? In, in the meat of it, when Monica's just annoyed at him, go figure it out, sort yourself out, and he doesn't know what to do. It's just like, come on, guys. And there's just, one bit where Monica exits a scene where she's like, genuinely really angry and storms out, and it's quite odd that a scene's not... I mean, Chandler adds some sort of line at the end to make it like a, a funny end to the yeah. scene. But otherwise, it's like a genuinely like angsty, angry scene. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a slightly strange one, because actually, even though Chandler's being a dick, I feel like he should have been able to... Um, verbalize his thoughts and worries to monica because he's in love with her and they're in a relationship he doesn't do that he acts out but then also monica i think could not get so properly angry and just be like what are you doing you absolute child you man child that's all really needs to say wasn't it stop stop being an idiot yes let's just be grown-ups here um so yeah the whole the whole the whole back and forth it's a bit like, oh, yeah, guys, it'd be so easy to solve this. Um, but as Brooke says, this is the funnest era of their relationship, isn't it? The sort of the early stages. Everyone knows now, but the early stages of them trying to work it out. We are we are in in fun zone on, on the whole. I love Ross's squeaky laugh at the end as well when his joke doesn't land about Chandler being, um, <laughs> you know, making big gestures. Yeah. Uh, the sort of noise he makes when he realises that no one's going to join him <laughs> in laughing at it is great. Well, talking of Ross, shall we talk of Ross? Yes, let's talk of Ross. Um, can we talk about Phoebe's housewarming presents to Ross? Salt bread and a candle for your massive shits is basically what she says yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um also you mentioning that she brings in bread um ross's buffet is almost exclusively bread based when he's at his sad little party on his own so maybe he utilized that bread to uh make some sandwiches or something i don't know yeah, maybe he maybe he did Pete. maybe he did i mean the that part let's talk about that part actually let's let's go back to the start and place our flag firmly I think, 
in the Ross camp for once. It's very yes. easy. <laughs> he is totally right. Very yeah. easy to side against Ross in almost any situation, but he's so right here. That pres- President Steve, whatever his name is, the the old... Um, I love Phoebe's Mr. President Mr. when she President's meets him as so well. so funny, so funny. But what a, oh, awful. No one would ever do that. No one would expect you to pay $100 for someone you've never met. That's also, abs- $100... From every apartment, like everyone we see who's at this party, right, in the end. So yeah. you assume that everyone there has paid $100. That is a, a hell, of, of a, <laughs> hell of a fucking leaving gift this guy is getting. Well, that is a big building. We know how big that building is. There must be at least 100 apartments in that building. You know, it's a big old building. So no wonder he's is- retiring. They're giving him his pension. I know, right? He, was just, he must have just been like, well, might as well just retire. I heard they give everyone $100. Also, his leaving do, they're literally just gathered around shouting his name while holding him aloft <laughs> on a chair, which, uh, when I left my job, I didn't get that, but I would have quite liked that. Oh, that would have been nice. What did they do for your leaving do? Uh, oh, it was all quite intense, actually. Was it? A very well-attended morning meeting. Um, I was, yeah, somebody did a speech about me, which I don't, like, I'm not being, um, I'm not one for much of a fuss. Like, I'm, I'm quite... Generally, yeah. socially, I'm quite low key, which um, some people might find hard to believe, but it's true. Uh, so everybody looking at me in the room and then being like, "Any anything to say?" And I was like, "Well, no, not really." But I bye, to. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was given some. I was given some nice presents. Hundred dollars per person. I fucking wish it was. That's what you should have said. Anything to say? Yeah, hundred bucks each, please. Yeah, the, the the budget that you've gathered together is not sufficient. That's what I should have said. <laughs> what presents did you get? Uh, I've got a lovely framed print uh, for my new flat, which my colleague chose um, because she thought the style of it matched one of my tattoos, which That's I thought very was very sweet. thoughtful. That is. Uh, I was given some booze. I was given uh, the classic sort of mug with the in-joke on it. Oh, yeah, what's the in-joke? Uh, well, there was, for children in need last year, the four people uh, in my team had to dress as breakfast items, um, and I had to wear a dreadful baked bean outfit. Have you ever seen that photo? No, never. Oh, it's it's horrendous, man. What's a baked bean outfit? Uh, do you want to do a live reaction to it? Yeah. Honestly, it's the sort of thing that should be in some sort of, like, horror film. Um, it's horrendous. Baked bean incoming, Dave. Beans are oh my fucking god that's awful. right. So it involves some sort of bean-based balaclava which has fried eggs for eyes. Doesn't even look like baked beans, does it? Really? Like you wouldn't you wouldn't immediately think baked bean. In fact, no. frankly, that whole picture is only really the egg that you'd be like, that's definitely an egg. Is that guy a tomato? Mm. No, no, he's a sausage. Oh, he's a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Homer Simpson in a fever dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good one for beans. Yeah, awful. Anyway, so that's what my leaving present was. I've forgotten what we were talking about, frankly. Oh, Howard. Yes, that's right. Howard, Howard, Howard. Um, so yeah, Ross's pathetic little part. I mean, a it's a terrible solution to put on a party for the entire building at that early stage, right? When everybody seemingly hates you. But B, if you're throwing a party trying to impress people, the least you could do is invite a few of your own mates to sort of. Yeah. Kickstart the vibe. Cut it out a bit, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The first person, if in Ross, when he sat there with his name tags on in the empty room, if someone did arrive, 
what a fucking bleak, awkward start to a party that would be, right? Just like Gary from downstairs pops up and they're just sitting around Ross and him just having a chat near some bread. The other, th- <laughs> the other thing, I'd love a party that had loads of bread. Fucking oh, bread love party, bread. Yeah. Bread is and the candles bread in party. the yeah. candles in the bathroom ready for the after effects. Well, <laughs> quite, yeah. Um, but uh, when it could, there's one thing I can't defend Ross over, yeah. which is um, cutting into an uncut cake. If you're at a party and there's an uncut cake, although it's not a wedding, so like obviously there's ceremony about cutting a cake at a wedding. In what other context is there like ceremony over cutting the cake? Well, clearly this party, but still. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is you would never cut into somebody else's uncut cake. Absolutely not. But what you also would never do, fucking Lola or whatever her name is, is shut... All the neighbours are dicks, aren't they? Oh my God, someone's cut the... You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't announce it to the rest of the room. um, President Steve, uh, he describes Ross cutting the cake as having ruined everyone's fun. (laughs) It's like, that is... That is a very dramatic reaction to Ross cutting the cake. It, this doesn't really resolve because in the sense that surely Ross has now just bought an apartment in a building full of people that hate him. There's no like, oh, they all think he's all right in the end. Phoebe just starts insulting them all and they seemingly throw stuff at them and then f- and drive them out. What an app, like, be quite a horrible living situation for poor old Ross, wouldn't it, after that? Yeah, not exactly got off to a good start, but also no resolution to it and no making amends. So presumably no. Ross is just going to spend the rest of his time in that apartment, which, let's be honest, is the rest of his entire time in France yeah. uh, being hated by everyone. Exactly, exactly. And for no good reason. Fuck up. All the neighbours are awful. They can fuck themselves. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. Ruin everyone's fun. Oh, he ate a bit of cake. Leave him alone. I mean, he does need to learn how to eat cake and not leave icing on his lip like a child. That's true. You know, that's step one, really. But David Schwimmer's sort of physicality in that moment when he is turning around and you see the cake, you know, the cake on his face. It's so good, isn't it? It's really enjoyable. Really enjoyable? Enjoyable. It's just a really good Phoebe and Ross plot, which again isn't a combination that happens too often, but it's really funny. It's really good. Yeah, for sure. And, and Phoebe is basically just making everything worse at every step. There's a, every decision she takes makes it worse for Ross. And also, I mean, she's gone to this party without even telling Ross. Uh, she thought it was his party. And just, I don't buy it. They're all chatting Howard. But um, once Ross arrives and she realizes everyone hates him and that he doesn't know anyone, really. She just leaves him to sit in the corner on his own while she talks yeah. to him. I know <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I'm talking you up, but poor old Ross is just stood there in the background. I mean, frankly, if you were Ross in that situation, wouldn't you just immediately go back to your apartment that's on the other side of the hall? But um, but yeah, I'd say Phoebe, not 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 a top marks for Phoebe as a friend, this one. She is, uh, she's making Ross's life worse for wear. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, the girl who hits Joey, Pete. The girl who hits Joey. She's <sighs> so fucking, aside from the punching, just really shrill and annoying. Not someone you'd want to spend a lot of time with, I'd say, punching aside, you know? It doesn't yeah. seem like a good fit for Joey, does she? No, not at all. But it, Rachel refers, I think Rachel refers to her as his girlfriend, which feels like a, yeah. like a bold bold title for, for what they have. Well, I'm not sure what they do have, two or three dates or something like that. That's about it, isn't yeah. it? Um, I mean, the first thing, so, so this is quite a tricky plot line, actually, because... Uh, of the subject matter. But the first thing to say, before we dig into it, that punching's hard, man. Yeah, so, you know, um, one, I can't remember which character it is, but one of them, when they're taking the mick out of Joey, uh, says, oh, what that cute little sweet way that she just did it. Yeah. Um, no, that didn't look cute or little or sweet. That looked like it fucking hurt. I could hear the impact of that through my television and I felt it. I was like, I wouldn't want to be hit that hard once, never mind repeatedly day to day. I mean, aside from the fact that she shouldn't be doing this, who, how she got away with this her whole life? Who in her life hasn't said, Katie, mate, why do you constantly hit people pretty hard? Yeah, uh, with the weird, the, the weird opportunities that she takes during conversation to, um, to sort of punctuate her speech with them. It's odd. She does it at times where you just never would even have the need to do it. She must have been doing this all the way through school and college or whatever. And surely some friends would just be like, stop it. Absolutely stop it. Um, I mean, obviously we'll move on to the slightly lighter aspects of this in a sec, but the, what I would say is the friends do not react well when no. Joey, like, he seems quite genuinely upset by this and rightly so, you know, he's, he's being, he's being physically hit. Yeah. And upset in a way that it kind of feels like he's trying to share it and yeah. trying to talk about it and trying to perhaps even get some advice. And then when he does so, uh, he's seen by each of them as being soft. It's this sort of, um, conflating of, of of being hit by a by a girl as they put it right. uh to to being soft so that is obviously and i don't think this is even something that like a modern day kind of hindsight thing um that that's obviously problematic regardless of the context in which she's hitting him yeah uh it's just sort of fundamentally quite uncomfortable yeah, 100%. I mean, and you know, when he, like you say, when he 
when he try when he sort of sits down and goes, she keeps punching me. That he's clearly uncomfortable with sort of admitting it. But also he is he is really trying to sort of say, This is weird, guys, isn't it? Isn't this a bit weird? And they're all just like, Lol, could a woman ever hurt a man though? Lol lol lol. And just mm. over and over again. And it's a it's it's a, it's a strange way that they shut him down. And uh, you know, he has jump sort of jump that hurdle of going oh i want to talk to my friends about this because i don't really like it and like you pointed out earlier when monica goes what in that cute little way she just did no no Wasn't that cute. is yeah that Wasn't is cute. she was doing boxing training that was that level of punching you know that's proper impact proper power behind him uh, and then joey's really jumpy and nervous when he's around her isn't it he's really not comfortable with her in this it's, it's quite through different eyes when you, if you take the laugh track off this it's, it's Quite a harrowing plotline, actually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It like, actually is. It's quite a sensitive uh, subject uh, dealt with in a, in a slightly strange way. There's a lot of, like, audience laughter for these, like, quite strange moments of, of physical the, abuse, basically, you know? And the other thing is, uh, I appreciate she's angry because Rachel's just kicked her, which um, I wouldn't normally endorse any sort of violence, but, yeah. you know, Rachel kicking her? Not the worst thing in the world in this context. Um, but even after that, when Katie sort of aggressively goes to Joey and is like, well, are you going to do anything? And when she's, she's quite aggressive with him and that yeah. in itself is quite intense and quite uncomfortable. Um, and obviously it ends with the relief of, you know, her hobbling away and that's, that's her out of Joey's life. And that's ah. obviously a, a very positive thing. But yeah, even her reaction to the Rachel kicking is quite sort of aggressive. It feels like as a character, she has never learned to interact with humans properly in, on sort of any yeah. level, you know, like everything about her and the way she interacts with people is a bit fucking weird, basically. The odd thing is that there are ways of, I don't know, dating somebody and them having an annoying habit that you can't quite get over and wanting some advice with it. There are some ways of kind of handling that, which don't need to go down the route of, well, I don't know how I feel about her because she's quite violent. Uh, whether she is right. sort of intending to be or not. Like you have an infinite number of annoying qualities or like low key as it's kind of being billed, annoying qualities. I like her. You're talking to me this. directly. I oh, right now. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were like, you have a number of uh, annoying no, qualities. No. I mean, yawning through podcasts. But, yeah, I um, but you, you could have, you have such like a breadth of options to go for and, and to go for physical violence as the option is, is quite odd. Yeah. And it's kind of halfway house, worst of both worlds, isn't it? Because it's not a, a, a proper trying to do a message about sort of domestic abuse and all that sort of stuff, is it? It's, it's in a strange, implausible situation. And also it's just dealt with really like hardly. So it's a very, yeah, it's an odd decision of that character trait to be the thing that 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 Joey is doesn't enjoy about his girlfriend slash girl he's been on three dates with, you know. Well, equally, I assume that the reason that there's no reference to this as being some form of of, of abuse is because none of the people making it, writing it, performing it in their heads in that moment saw it as that. And no. we are obviously looking back on it, and there is some degree of difference with that now, with on perspective and. An awareness and that sort of thing socially um but uh yeah i can only assume that this 
this got made and it's not it's not treated as that in the episode because quite frankly nobody making it saw it as that well, no, and, and, and the, the views of the writers and the actors and everything, well, no, not the actors, but the writers certainly comes through in that sequence where they're all like, lol, a girl, a tiny little girl hitting a, a big, strong man. That could never be a, an issue, could it, in life? There's no need for us to move this sort of strongly into the sort of uh, female or male domestic abuse genre. But um, but that at that time really was no awareness of that being an issue, was there? You know, like the, and, and and that shows in the way they all react to it. What is very funny though is Joey dressed in six sweaters. That is an incredibly funny visual. It's like Fat Joey in the you know in the one they could have been uh, in the sort of hypothetical Joey. Also, Mar- not the Mar- only time Monica. that Joey's worn lots of layers of clothing. No, it isn't actually, is it? No, his own clothing this time. Not as iconic as the old Chandler's clothes as a look, but, um, but it is very funny. Although it made me feel very claustrophobic, very like, oh God, like too many sweaters made me feel, I mean, you could see Joey sweating, can't you? Yeah, you'd feel so anxious when you were in that kind of environment, especially under TV lighting. Oh Christ. Yeah, you'd be absolutely bloody boiling. Um, so there you go. I think that is all there is to say for the time being on that plot line. Would you like to play a sting and then ask me if we have a quiz? Oh, well, I feel like I know where this is going, but yes. Do we have a quiz, Dave? We've got a quiz, Pete. Holy shit. Holy manoli. I'm going to send you the link right now. Guess who it's from? Uh, is their name Amy? Their name is Amy. It's Which Amy? OG quiz. OG. OG. OGQ Amy. Uh, right. Well, question one. Uh, what's the first word spoken in the episode? Uh, is it Chandler? Chandler? Something like that. Uh, is it Chandler? Yeah, it'll be Ross Shout. It is Chandler. It's Ross oh, Shout, isn't it? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, question two. What's written on the box behind Ross while he's talking to the board president? Oh, I've no idea. As in, in his flat when he's moving in. <laughs> Just see the answer. What is it? Uh, apparently, he has an entire box full of underwear. <laughs> a lot of pants. Bloody. Lot of pants. Lot of pants. Don't label your underwear box underwear. You'll open it and see what it is, Ross. You, you big weirdo. Uh, question three: What's the name of the board president? We know this. Steve. Correct. Uh, I think we also know this because I think you just said it. How many sweaters is Joey wearing? Six, please. Correct. And finally, question five. What does the Magna Doodle say? Ah, now, do you know what? I didn't clock this, but in my sort of researching bits, it was noted. It's I think it's like MG and CB forever or something. Other way around, but yes, correct. CB and MG forever. We've done quite well there. It's a triumphant return to the quiz, isn't it? Triumphant return to the quiz from both the quizard and the quizies. The quizard has become the quizie. And would you like to know what next week's episode is? Uh, yes, I would like to know what next week's episode is. Uh, we are staying in season five, actually. Mm, fun. Uh, and we are doing, courtesy of Louise, yes. uh, season five, episode seven. So we're jumping back eight episodes. The one where Ross moves in. Ooh, okay, good, good. We're building a fort and hiding in it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> could, have, could have gone exactly. with that thing there, but frankly, I didn't. Um, okay, then all the best. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye. 
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.